Hello, you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our new Portland studio apartment is Sarah Jensen, my wife. Hello. Um, in this episode, I want to tackle the subject of freedom. Yes. Um, I've been thinking about freedom for basically my whole life, <laughs> um, but specifically recently been thinking about freedom in the sense of liberation. Right. And uh, we'll get into that in a second. But first, just want to say that Deeply Curious is produced by Christian B. Schmidt and associate produced by Greg and Christy Jensen, um, with additional support from all of the members of the Jensen AV Club. Um, and if you don't know, or if you want to learn more about what the Jensen AV Club is, it is our Patreon page. Um, it allows anybody and everybody and people like you that want to um, financially support what we are doing while gaining deeper access mm -hmm. and exclusive content. Um, you can do that on our Patreon page by going to JensenAV.club. Yes. We've been recently, um, about every two weeks, twice a month, we've been doing a uh, bonus podcast mm -hmm. um, that you can actually go, if you join now, you can listen to all of those, which I think there's seven or plus, I don't know. I didn't count before <laughs> I recorded this. So uh, thank you guys for being a part of what we're doing. And if you want to... Uh, Strengthen that. <laughs> you can join the Jensen Navy Club by going to jensenav.club. Yes. So um, if you had to define freedom, what is freedom? Oh, gosh. What is freedom to you? Well, it's weird because immediately I say, well, like the freedom to do what I want. But freedom is not the definition of freedom. <laughs> it's like its own. Mm -hmm. You just like know it and feel it to me. I don't know that it necessarily has like a definitive definition mm. i guess for me is just like i know it when i see it or feel it <laughs> right well i think that i i you did say what i expected you to say mm. which is the ability to be able to do whatever i want yeah and i think it's interesting thinking about freedom in that way because we think that we have the freedom to do whatever we want mm -hmm. but in reality we're actually uh, imprisoned by social constructs um, as well as our legal system and, you know, all, all mm, other things. Mm -hmm. um, but I more am fascinated not by like, are you truly free if you can't, I don't know, buy alcohol after, you know, 9 p.m. in Oklahoma on a Tuesday, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. Like, like yeah. that isn't necessarily what I think about when I think about the freedom to do whatever I want. Um, it's more so like the freedom to be whoever I want. Mm -hmm. um, and to truly be free, then that means I have to be free of the opinions of others. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we're like, well, I can do whatever I want, but will you is the question. Right. Because having the ability to do whatever you want isn't necessarily freedom in my eyes. But having, uh, being able to, like actually taking steps and doing what you actually want, mm -hmm. I think is something completely different. Um, yeah. Because I, mean, I agree with that. It, it just, it just like, I'm trying to think of a good exa example. Oh, there, you want to karaoke, let's say. Mm -hmm. But you don't truly have the freedom to do karaoke until you're free in your own mind mm -hmm. of the how other people are going to perceive you, how uh, your own self-doubts and your own, like, you mm -hmm. have to be free of that, like, to be free or imprisoned in your own mind or imprisoned by the opinions of those around you. Does that yeah, make sense? Totally. I mean, because you can have the ability to do whatever you want, but if you're still not doing whatever you want, then you're not free. Right. For whatever reason. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, I think. Basically, it makes me ask the question of, are we truly free if we can only do what we want as long as it fits inside of a box of social acceptability? Right. What if what we want to do isn't socially acceptable? Yeah. Or isn't a social norm? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that. I mean, when you say it like that, like I would definitely say like, yeah, you're not free. Like you're not free if you can only do what's it acceptable within this parameter, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, 
what can you think of something in your own life that like oh gosh there's things you want to do but you rarely if never do them because of the of the way people perceive you if you did it um i don't know i can't think of anything off the top of my head it's like a i mean what about <laughs> dance at a wedding oh i don't want to dance but why don't you want to dance <laughs> Because I don't like to dance. Mm. I don't. Okay, fine. Because I don't like to be the center of attention or I don't like to be um, embarrassed potentially. I don't like, I don't like people looking at me. (laughs) Right. And none of that has to do in all of that. Everything you just said would be eliminated by the removal of other people. Well, yes, or or the removal of nobody, the feeling that nobody's looking at me because I dance at concerts. Right. But I also know that all thousands of everyone else is there to dance. So mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's looking at you dancing because they're too busy dancing. So like if you remove the, if you remove that aspect or all the people, then yes. So that like that goes into the question of like, do you feel like you are free to dance? I guess not. No. I mean, lo- like if we're going logically by what we've said the definition mm-hmm. is, then no. It's like you have the freedom to dance because we you live in America. Right. And you are uh, no longer a part of the Assemblies of God that doesn't allow you to dance. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so now right. like, there's no governmental or like moral body that is saying you can't dance Mm -hmm. but yet you don't feel free to dance based on you being somewhat imprisoned by yourself in your mind Mm -hmm. and by others in your mind but really it's your perception of others more than anything right because i mean it goes back to that quote that um i can't remember who said it maybe it's david foster wallace about um People would stop worrying about how much other people are thinking about them if they would realize that nobody else is thinking mm-hmm. about them as much as they are thinking about themselves, right. you know? Um, it goes back to that. Nobody's actually watching you dance at a wedding. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Or if they see you dancing, they're just smiling. Right. Because if you if you look at like how you watch other people dance at a wedding, like just think, you're like, like I never look at somebody dancing really well or really bad mm-hmm. and don't grin and think like oh look they're having so much fun like that's Mm -hmm. my only thought about it it's like oh yeah good for them (laughs) so if you like people don't care as much as you think they do probably i basically have been on a pursuit of Uh freedom for i mean it's really hardcore i would say like the last five years um kind of been my whole shtick um, because I am, uh, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm the Enneagram 8. And one of our tent poles of personality mm-hmm. is freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been going through a journey of becoming free because there are certain things that I believe about freedom um, that are not only countercultural, but they're counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. In that, if I do not feel, you know, freedom from even myself, mm-hmm. then I don't feel like I'm free because myself is holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so have to figure out what those things are and break them and become free of, you know, my own mindset or cultural mindsets or religious mindsets. Um, and then. Funny enough, I got to the point um, within the last like few months where I started to wonder if my pursuit of freedom mm-hmm. is actually an idol in my life, mm-hmm. and that idol is keeping me from true freedom. Hmm. It's like Inception. Yeah, <laughs> because with true freedom, do I think about my freedom? Or do I just have it? Hmm. Well, I don't know because I don't know that anybody has ever been truly free, right? <laughs> yeah. 
Like if you think about the all the definitions of freedom and like freedom from to do what you want, freedom from cultural norms and socially acceptable things like all of that. I don't know that anybody really knows what it's like to be truly free. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, this subject of freedom can not be separated from my like worldview of being a Christian mm-hmm. because my Christian beliefs and uh, upbringing so shaped my ideals of freedom in such a way that I, even if I was to remove God from the equation, it my beliefs are still shaped, at least at the core, mm-hmm. from being a Christian. And so saying that, bringing that up, because I was about to say that part of the thing with being truly free in my belief is that you have to be free of self to -hmm. truly be free. And you have to um, give yourself over to something bigger than yourself before you ever truly reach like pure freedom. Yeah. Because I think that in our minds, we want the ability to do whatever we want. But doing whatever we actually want you know, what, what we think we want, it doesn't actually lead us down a path of true freedom. Right. Well, it I... leads us in a path to freely do as we please, but most of the time to freely do as we please doesn't actually bring pure and true freedom in who we are. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true even if you don't have a uh, faith view or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's just like how um, everyone promotes like self-care. Like, oh, binge watch that show on Netflix, self-care 2019. But like we all feel like crap after we binge watch a show on Netflix. That's not actually self-care. Things that are like good for you that are going to bring like true freedom, like you say, um, are hard it's all like self-discipline stuff and like whoever wants to do that. Like nobody wants to, um, you know, sit down and write for five hours a day when nothing works. Nobody wants to do that. But if you want to be a writer, like you have to do that. Nobody wants to put years into photography practice, right? Into Mm -hmm. like, learning how to make a good photo nobody wants to to spend decades (laughs) figuring that out but like pulitzer prize winning photographers like that's that's what they do like that's what you have to do you have to have self-discipline in order to find to do the things that like you really love to do if you want to be a person who takes care of yourself you have to exercise you have to not eat the bread and the sugar sometimes and actually choose a juice. Like it's not all about indulgence is the thing. Mm-hmm. And like, and and you don't have to be a Christian in order to like understand that, you know, like regardless of whichever area of your life you're talking about, like freedom is not indulgence all of the time. Right. You know? Yeah. It's not it's a- indulgence sometimes. It's it's giving yourself a bit of a treat every once in a while, you know, but it's not complete indulgence. It's not a simply Epicurean philosophy. Right. And like, I do think that um, we can get that mixed up sometimes that that freedom means doing whatever I want whenever I want, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. Like freedom actually means doing what you need to do when you know you need to do it. Yeah. So that you can be free in the rest of the moments, Mm -hmm. you know? I've had an analogy that I've used for this my whole life um, based on my own life experience. And this analogy only makes sense if you believe that there is some sort of authority, authoritative body um, over you, um, whether that is um, God um, or a God-like figure or the universe itself, like universe, karma, creativity, like, some yeah. sort of 
spiritual but in thing. that realm, <laughs> the way that I think about this is, and also like, I think that even if you don't believe in any other thing, I think that I even think this too of just like your own mind, mm-hmm. like in the, the, the unconscious mind that is like, it's so powerful in what we're doing. And so sometimes I almost think that the, the prison, like where you're not truly free is yourself, but a different version of yourself almost that's mm-hmm. like deeper in there anyways uh <laughs> sidetracked uh, but the analogy is if you rebel whenever you're a teenager if you rebel against your parents your parents put more stringent rules on your life mm-hmm. if you obey your parents and you do as they ask your parents release rules and give you much more freedom mm-hmm. than if you were to do everything that you wanted to do at every moment. Yeah. Um, doing everything you want to do at every moment, i.e. rebelling, causes your authoritative body, your parents, to, you know, take things away, ground you, make your curfew even earlier, like, you know, take your phone away, all, all of those things. Yeah. But if you just do as they ask and you come home, you know, at or before curfew you call if you're going to be late you let mm-hmm. your let don't lie let them know we're going to go you open up so much more freedom mm-hmm. in your life because you have proven you can be trusted and i think that that applies from you know a a god worldview or just a power of the human mind worldview mm-hmm. and i think whenever you can control yourself so if you are your own you know authoritative body it is learning to um parent your own mind yeah that whenever you rebel against yourself and you like follow every whim and whimsy that causes you destruction and you know that Mm -hmm. and you continue to do it and you continue to know it then you are not free right you are being controlled by yourself Mm-hmm. By that thing. Um, I mean, it's basically like if you wanted to make an analogous to a drug addiction, mm-hmm. like you aren't free if you need the drug because the drug is controlling you. Right. Um, so what is controlling you in your life? Basically, what gets down to like my pursuit of freedom. I want nothing to control my my life, mm-hmm. whether that is another person um, or myself. Can vouch. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and... I do feel truly free of, so I would, I would say within the reason I have shifted to thinking about freedom in a more uh, mental sense is because I have felt truly free from other, you know, people. Mm -hmm. Like I, I went through a a journey of figuring out how to rid myself of the opinions of others and like different things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And then some of that's just naturally who I am because my personality, but um I could go to a bar and dance my, you know, night away Mm -hmm. um, without ever needing to drink alcohol. Right. To um, take the edge off. To take the edge off because I didn't, I never cared walking, I didn't care walking in the door. So I didn't need something to take the edge off for me to feel at the freedom to dance. Right. Um, So uh, telling that because I basically felt no pressure anymore by the opinions of others. But I still had a lot of uh, things pr- imprison me in my own yeah, imprisoning me. I'd made that one word when I said the first time. <laughs> uh, the you know myself. So yeah. I've been, now I've been like going on this journey of code. Like this, this is actually controlling me. My desire right. for this is actually controlling me because I can't tell it no. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do it. Um, I mean, it's one, one of those things being something trivial, but like being addicted to my phone. Mm-hmm. If I can't tell my phone no in the morning, or if I can't tell my phone no really ever, um, then I am not free. Right. I am in prison of my phone. I'm being controlled by my phone. I'm not truly free. Yes. Everything comes back to the thing I always say is that like at, there is a happy medium for everything and i think that's where you should live mm-hmm. <laughs> like i i do think that not being able to say no that's a really good way of like putting it um because 
there are so many things like in life that are perks, like are great, are wonderful little, you know, happy moments <laughs> of life. But when you let them become more than that, one, they lose their they lose their novelty. So they're not fun anymore. And you're doing it because you don't even really know why. You just know you have to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For example, a chai. Like that's still my thing. We've talked about this, I think, several times on the podcast. But like I let it get to a point where I have to I have to get one. And it doesn't bring me joy, but it just keeps me from mm -hmm. uh, having a headache. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Relapsing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a, it's not positive anymore because I know that I need it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Your phone is exactly like that. Not you specifically, right. just generally. In generally, yeah. Yeah. And I think that it just gets like, for me, because of my Christian worldview too, like I get into like these, am I free of, you know, pride or, mm -hmm. you know, and no, like the, all of the, those things are lifelong pursuits. And, right. you know, um, you, I don't know if I, you, you could ever rid yourself of like certain things like pride, like right. in a, to be truly 100% humble. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't uh, think that's yeah. possible. I, you know, it's like, it's not that we shouldn't pursue it because I am per like that is a pursuit but i also know it's there i don't think there's ever a 100 percent. i think and i think that it also comes in waves mm -hmm. as well um and that throughout my life i have been more free and less free in my mind mm -hmm. um and a lot of that in my experience has been based on my pursuit of jesus mm -hmm. that whenever i am uh, unabashedly pursuing like a deeper relationship with Jesus, then I am more free. I'm sacrificing my, my human desires, mm -hmm. um, for something that is much greater than myself in pursuit of these qualities that typically are not human nature. Mm-hmm. And especially to possess all of them at once is never human nature. Mm -hmm. But whenever I am truly pursuing those things, and before I go much further and confuse people by saying those things, those things are, to me, the fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. um, the fruits of the Spirit are uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And those things are not generally human nature, mm -hmm. but I have found in my own life when I pursue those things over what I truly want to do, it leads me to being truly in the true sense of free in right. my mind. I'm not imprisoned by anything. I'm not like, and also generally my uh, external life goes much smoother, <laughs> <laughs> but my internal life also yeah. goes much smoother. Well, I think there's something to be said about the idea of just like, um, it's, I know it sounds kind of cheesy or cliche or whatever, but just like literally letting things go. Mm -hmm. And like, it's like how everybody talks about how they wanted to be in love so bad, but they didn't actually find love until they quit looking for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that idea is like just living like with everything so loose and just like understanding and like going with the flow kind of, I guess, is like, I don't know, it just is better to live that way. Like when you hold tight to something and you feel like you're you're fighting to like hold on to this this idea of freedom or whatever, like that's when like you can feel everything around you crumbling, mm -hmm. you know, but when you're like, fine, whatever, just let life do its thing and I'll just see where I land, like you usually... It, it land exactly where you should you know mm -hmm. I, I don't know i think like an analogy or picture that i get whenever you were talking about that is the holding on aspect yeah is the part that is not free you're holding on right to what you want and whenever you're holding on your hands your uh, are clenched into fists mm -hmm. and that is not you are not truly free to you know, pick up and grab the things 
that you need because mm-hmm. you're constantly grasping at the things you want. Um, and so to me, the picture of living in true freedom is open hands, mm-hmm. completely open, not holding on to anything and right. free to grab everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just kind of like go with the flow and like what life brings and what it doesn't is great. Yeah. And it might sound a little hippie. I don't know, but that's kind of how I view things. We live in Portland now. <laughs> uh, so, But continuing on the subject of freedom, mm-hmm. um, something I recently read uh, really sparked my uh, brain and I was yes. thinking about it. A lot. Um, still thinking about it, which <laughs> is why. I think we've had maybe like seven or eight conversations about it. <laughs> yes. And uh, which is why we are talking about this right now. Yeah. Um, so I recently read uh, an essay by a guy named Mark Grief in his book uh, Against Everything. Mm-hmm. This particular uh, essay was called um, like Afternoon of the Sex Children. Um, and it very much is an essay about the American um, kind of view of sexuality in children. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not what we're going to be talking about now, but it is super interesting <laughs> um, of the way that we sell all of our products in America Yeah, are by sexualizing the youngest legal adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, while at the same time completely – like everything about sexualizing somebody 17 or younger right. is wrong morally and legally. Mm-hmm. But the pursuit of selling things sexually uh, has led to where now mom and daughter no longer play dress up. And, you know, the little and the girl is wearing, you know, he, some heels and some pearls and a cute little dress mm-hmm. um, to look like older, like mom now dress up as mom mm. dressing into the way a teenager yeah. would look um, and the overly sexualized bodies. And like, uh, but within all of that conversation, <laughs> highly recommend the read. Um, but it is we that conversation is crazy interesting, but specifically the one I want to talk about, something he gets into about um, liberation mm-hmm. versus liberalization. Mm-hmm. And before we get into uh, liberalization, want to uh, conf- well basically get, give you the actual definition of liberalization mm-hmm. because of the term liberal. Uh, is associated with a political party and associated with a political, you know, set of views. And the economic sense of liberalization is not, you know, a, it's not a political party thing. Right. Um, A liberalization is uh, the process whereby a state lifts restrictions on some private individual activities. Um, Liberalization occurs when something which used to be banned is no longer banned or when governmental regulations are relaxed. Economic liberalization is the reduction of state involvement in the economy. So to liberalize um, something is to basically remove regulations Mm -hmm. um, or rules that once were in place and typically is done for economic stimulation and most of the time it's to commercialize something that we... Uh, previously deemed unacceptable um prime examples of that would be like uh beer Mm -hmm. um, alcohol you know it's like before banned uh and then it's like well we can make a lot of money off this (laughs) yeah uh so and then obviously there are tons and tons of things after that and that not that doesn't include just things for market either but a lot of times it does Mm -hmm. uh so just wanted to uh center ourselves uh or align ourselves mm-hmm. uh, with uh, what that definition is, because if you don't know that, it can make the next part confusing. <laughs> uh, so in his essay, he's talking about um, sexual liberation mm-hmm. is essentially like uh, an overarching theme of the essay. Um, but then he gets starts talking about if we are truly sexually liberated Mm -hmm. or just sexually 
uh, liberalized. Mm-hmm. And there is a really good part of the essay that I'm going to read. Um, and it is a bit long, but I think we, I, it's so good that I, I think it needs to be read. Okay. Um, liberation implies freedom to do what you have already been doing or what you have meant to do. It unbars what is native to you, free in cost and freely your possession, and removes the iron weight of the social interdiction. Uh, even in the great phase of full human liberation that extended from the 1960s to the present day, however, what has passed as liberation has often been liberalization. Liberalization makes for a free traffic in goods formally regulated and interdicted, creating markets in what you have already possess for free. It is a way of making your possessions no longer native to you at the very moment that they're freed for your enjoyment. Ultimately, you no longer know how to possess them correctly unless you are following new rules that emerge to dominate the traffic in these goods. So stop there, kind of break that down before we continue. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is talking about that difference between liberated and liberalization Mm -hmm. Um, and being liberated is you are have been and always will be free truly free to do what you want versus um, the liberalization of something is bringing these new rules and regulations around something that used to be just you know not right or banned or you know Uh or whatever or like the uh the rules have now been lax but now there are processes within those things and now it is that you aren't truly free to do as you please you're free to do it in the way that it is mandated that it's done yeah um and so now taking that and remember we're talking about the sexual liberalization liberalization that uh the essay is kind of about and he says in sexual liberation Major achievements include the end of shame and illegality uh, in sex out in sex outside of marriage um, throughout the 20th century, the disentangling of sex from reproduction, uh, completed with the introduction of the oral contraceptive pill in the 1960s, the feminist reorganization of intercourse around the female orgasm and female pleasure uh, close to the 1970s, and the beginning of the destigmatization of same-sex sexuality uh, 1970 to present. The underlying notion in all of these reforms was to remove social penalties from what people were doing anyway. Mm-hmm. But a test of liberation, as distinct from liberalization, must be whether you have also been freed to be free from sex, too, to ignore it, to be asexual without consequent social harsh criticism. Um, if truly liberated you should engage in sex or not as you please and have it to be a matter of indifference to you you should recognize your own sex or not whether and however you please we ought to see social categories of asexuals who are free to have no sex just as others are free to have endless spectacular sex and not feel for them either suspicion or pity it's fascinating to think of that. Obviously, he's talking about in sexual reform, but mm-hmm. like you apply that to literally every area of life, you know, or every subject that <laughs> socially, right? And then it's it's kind of hard to even find a subject that is liberated and not liberalized, mm-hmm. at least within the American context, I guess. It's like we we have this sexual liberation that happens but like i i this this framed a new question in my mind i'd never thought about of just is it truly liberated if you can only participate in the liberation right it's exactly like um uh we said earlier about like well there's this little box and that's like where you live Mm -hmm. you're truly free but as long as you stay in this little box right it's kind of like that yeah um like you you you're truly free, but only as long as you really love to have sex. Right. 
<laughs> and he goes on to say, one of the cruel betrayals of sexual liberation in liberalization was the illusion that a person can be free only if he holds sex as all important and exposes it endlessly to others, providing it, proving it, enjoying it. Hmm. This was a new kind of unfreedom. In hindsight, the betrayal of sexual liberation was a mistake the liberators seemed fated to make because moralists had said for so many centuries, sex must be controlled because it is so powerful and important. Mm -hmm. Sexual liberators were seduced into saying in opposition, sex must be liberated because it is so powerful and important. But in fact, a better liberation would have occurred if reformers had freed sex not by its centrality to life but by its triviality they could have said sex is a biological function and for that reason no grounds to persecute anyone it is truthless you must not bring force to bear on people for the basic biological and private you may not persecute them on grounds so as accidental you must leave them alone neither forcing them to deny their sex nor bring it into the light Mm. Oh, that is all of media right there. <laughs> Everyone mm. wants to know what sexuality everybody else is. <laughs> also, whenever you were reading that, I was thinking about another prime example of liberalization versus liberation would be the feminist movement. Mm -hmm. Because um, a lot of uh, feminist conversation, I guess, would be, um, you know, you start out like every woman is only good for housekeeping, right? And like being the wife and the stay-at-home mom and all of that stuff. Well, the feminist movement comes on and now it's like, obviously every woman has the right to do whatever they want, mm -hmm. right? Is what they're saying. But if you are a woman who wants to be a stay-at-home mom and a housekeeper, then you kind of aren't free to say that or to, to be that, right. right? Within the feminist movement or... Or the um, maybe women who still um, sexualize their over over sexualize their bodies, mm -hmm. right? Who still do that? They're sort of maybe frowned upon, um, like oh, you're not moving the movement forward, like right. you're keeping us back or whatever. But true feminism is you can do whatever you want because you are a woman, mm -hmm. and you get to choose who you are, right? That's true feminism. Um, well, but that's that's true liberation and true freedom. Within the feminist movement, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, like true feminism is saying, literally, you get to do whatever you want with who you are. Even if I don't agree with it. Yes. That's, that's but there, I think that's the thing. Is yeah. like, you are free to do whatever you want, even if I don't agree with it. Yeah. That's liberation. Yeah. But there there are caveats in within every movement, really. Mm -hmm. It's like... You start out way over here, like feminism. Everyone should be a housewife, right? And then you just swing way to the opposite side. And then eventually you settle in the middle, mm -hmm. which is maybe liberation sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that that's true. Yeah, yeah. I think the just whenever things are um, aren't truly liberated, uh, it becomes this like it's difficult because a lot of times, if not all the time, mm -hmm. um, you know, th the feminist movement is a needed and great thing. Right. Um, you know, it's like the, let the, the green movement mm -hmm. is a needed and, th you know, like being a vegan, let's say is a great thing, mm -hmm. but whenever you aren't, being a truly free person or uh in these movements there is not true liberation yeah it's it's like okay we are for women to be able to make their own choices over their own bodies of you know their own lives unless they are doing anything that we feel hurts the cause of feminism right, right. and then that's no longer truly being liberating women because right. to truly liberate women would be that you are perfectly okay for them to make the choice to yeah be a stay-at-home mom to say mom. like you want to be a homemaker wonderful yes you have that choice yeah 
Um, or also we, I, I thought about this yesterday because we went to a restaurant and there was a TV playing this show that was like a, on a men's channel, obviously with, uh, basically a bunch of sports things, um, going, uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so cars, you know, crashing and, and just, you know, all the things that disasters men like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was intercut with like girls in bikinis, um, you know, on four wheelers. And I was yeah. just like, looking at this thing, like, what is this hap? Like I had so many questions, but one of the questions that I had about it was it's interesting thinking about like the feminist movement and, and you know, all of that in this context of like, but there are still women who are wearing basically nothing on a TV show geared towards men mm-hmm. to obviously objectify their body. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, but if they are truly liberated, then it shouldn't be um, talking about what they're wearing on this show. Right. And more so like they are free to do that. And it's like men mm-hmm. should learn to respect what women should learn to respect women mm-hmm. um, versus the opposite of like, don't do that because that makes men not respect you. Right. But if that's what she wants, wants. to do. Yeah. And th- then she should do that, do that because that's feminism. Right. It's all, everyone is equal. Yeah. <laughs> that's all feminism is. <laughs> but I was it's, like, I, it's confusing. Yeah, I was like trying to wrap my head around everything. But it's like, if it's truly, if you're truly liberated, then you are free to do whatever you want. Regardless not, of what ev- anyone yeah, else thinks. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if that's what you want. Now, obviously, I think you can the argument of like the system and the system put in place by men to make money. And these women may feel, you know, compromised in some way to have to do this to make money, you know, different conversation, et cetera. But the the exception proves the rule essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But one thing within this context of liberation versus liberalization is I was thinking about like, uh, like California. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're free to to be who you want. You know, uh, New York City, free to be who you want. Um, and but then I was thinking, but again, it goes into this like you are free to be who you want as long as it's in a generally socially acceptable uh, way mm-hmm. in this region. Mm-hmm. And it's like in LA, let's say you're free to be who you want. Um, you know, as long as that person recycles, yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> as long as that person, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, doesn't, uh, overwater, you know, whatever it is, it's like, you're free to do what you want. Um, but you know, you have to live, you know, a certain right. way that is the social norm of this place. Right. Um, and you know that it would be kind of like New York being like you're you're free to be who you want, uh, except a Trump supporter, right? Like <laughs> yeah, like do whatever you want, but if you wear a MAGA hat around here. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like is it is it a truly liberated place if right. there can't be all views living amongst each other in freedom? Yeah, I the answer is no. Yeah, and uh, there isn't a truly liberated place in america no. maybe even in the world but definitely not in america there's no true liberated place right um because it's the same if you went you know to the south and you know had on your obama shirt like mm-hmm. you're gonna get remarks or, and I things mean, like that like and not even politically every not even everything has to be political well, i was gonna say we go back to the midwest and um get comments for being vegetarian i mm-hmm. mean it's it's the same idea right. yeah yeah that's that's kind of like why i brought up veganism earlier mm-hmm. because it's like the that movement um does nothing but constantly hurt itself right by not letting people be free mm-hmm. and uh you know obviously just the, the pretentious judgmental tone 
the, you know, that in most of it has, uh-huh. uh, is a, a case of how to change nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, but in a truly free and, you know, liberated place, there is, it's not that people shouldn't pursue things that are ultimately better for our collective good and environment uh, and world. Right. Um, but there would, wouldn't be the um, air of right. judgment around it if you truly believed that people are free to do as they please. Right. Um, and that, you know, they, and they could choose to be, um, you know, to help with you know, your movement, mm-hmm. but do it in a way that is educational and loving. Right. Um, anyways, rabbit yeah. hole. The, I was, but I was thinking about places, um, but then you came across or somebody sent you this, uh, the passage from one of your favorite um, yeah, authors. It's, it's from Donald Miller in his book called Scary Close, which is all about um, his journey, I guess, lack of a better word, um, learning how to be truly intimate with other human beings and not like have those walls up all the time. But in one of the chapters, so he lived in Portland for a very long time. um, And he kind of mentioned just the, um, I guess, vibe of Portland. And like, this is just the things you always hear about Portland, about how there's all kinds of people here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then he mentioned a couple other cities. So I figured I'd just read the quote. It's a sort of long, but kind of makes sense. Anyway, he says, um, I never thought I'd leave Portland. I loved that city. There's a spirit of freedom in Portland. You can't find many other places. Austin has it a little and Boulder has it. And Nashville is glowing with it. Um, it's not just, a hippie thing either. It's something other, a feeling everybody else in the country is being corralled into buying just a few kinds of clothes, a couple of different records, and watching the same television shows. While in these rare cities, these bastions of freedom, people have turned off their televisions to realize there are more than binary options for us to choose from. We don't have to be either conservative or liberal or religious or atheist or divided into this or that categories. We can be ourselves a conglomerate of nuanced beliefs and opinions, um, which I think is a really great definition of liberation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously not talking about that specifically in this chapter, but I, I do think that that's exactly what he's describing Right, is true liberation versus liberalization. Yeah, um, And I think when you... Go to other cities, you can see it, I mean, so evidently, like there is a, even in like what how we mentioned buying just a few kinds of clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, like <laughs> yeah. you go to New York City and there is an exact New York City, this is what you wear vibe. Yeah. You go to LA and it's the exact same. Everybody in LA wears the exact same clothes. Yeah. Um, but I do think like so far in Portland, um, now... I mean, Portland isn't as fashion forward as those cities. I will say that. Like, I don't think I've seen that many like people here that I'm like, oh yeah, they know what they're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. But I have seen every style so far and not just the same one over and over again. So I do think, I think that's true so far. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that any of those cities are complete and truly liberated right um because again they're still in america yeah um and they still you know uh will lean one way or the other uh, you know on a political spectrum on a right. you, know, you know religious spectrum and you know, things like that and some of them will be like i mean i think portland would definitely lean more on the well i was going to say portland lean more on like the agnostic like just uh Every like a more of a like a religious liberated mm-hmm. like liberated religiously um, because like you're free to do what you want. But I almost feel like Portland may lean more towards the atheist side of like yeah, it's a little frowned upon uh-huh. to be religious versus you know being uh, ambivalent mm-hmm. you know whatever yeah. Um, 
Whereas in New York, I think New York is closer, way closer to being religiously liberated. Mm -hmm. um, I think that there, there is, everyone is very, very open to mm -hmm. religious beliefs. Um, yeah, I, and, I would agree with that statement. I felt like, because there are so many religious religions, I guess, in New York City, because there's so many people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, like you celebrate, New York City as a city celebrates Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa in equal amounts. Like it, I, that's just, mm -hmm. you know, I, I do think that might be true. Um, but in other ways, uh, New York is liberalized, but not truly liberated in um, ways of life, mm -hmm. like how to, you know, just uh, how, mean, the, the philosophy of lives. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say probably even in the um, like the essay was saying, like sexually liberated versus liberalized. Mm -hmm. I would say New York is liberalized. Yeah. Not liberated. Yeah. Yeah. Same like politically. um I'm sure there's other things I haven't really yeah. like done a deep dive thought on that, but just there is a certain amount of extra, like truly liberation mm -hmm. within those cities um, that, you know, he named like, you know, like a Portland and an Austin, you know, Boulder, you know, that where it does feel as though you are really truly allowed to, be yourself. Yeah. Like be whomever. Right. Um, and be however quiet or however outlandish that is, mm -hmm. you can be it. Mm -hmm. um, and generally the community accepts. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's what you're going to do. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think that that's the general vibe um, in Portland, at least, is like, oh, cool. Yeah. You do you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 enjoy it so far i think it feels it feels very casual probably because there's not a lot of pressure right <laughs> to be you know the quintessential new yorker or mm -hmm. whatever like, yeah because it's not like a city of people trying to impress it the, everybody else right they're just trying to live their life yeah yeah true and you know whatever brings you happiness and contentment mm -hmm. you do you bro yeah exactly but it's in you know, a New York, LA situations, you know, that is going to be way more of like, you're doing, you are far from mentally free of comparison, mm -hmm. um, constant, like, br you know, braidment of yeah comparison and um, success and social ladders and everything else. Yeah. Like, I, I like what Donald Miller says, like, you can be yourself a conglomerate of nuanced beliefs and opinions because that's what every single person is. It's you are not Republican or Democrat or religious or atheist. Like everybody is a mixture of everything. Right. And I think um, the more we can understand that, the more liberated we'll become. Right. And like to truly believe, to look at somebody who just told you, who they are, whatever that is, and say like, cool, instead of, or maybe even ask questions, like mm -hmm. just be interested in how other people live versus interested in how other people should live. Um, and then that's liberation, I think. Mm -hmm. I also think my new favorite word over the last six months is nuance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a nuance. Probably because we're so divided right now mm -hmm. that it just feels like it's not fair to anything to call it right. like you everything is either good or bad. And that's just not true. Like Right. And it basically goes like nuance is essentially the opposite of binary. Mm -hmm. And like Donna Miller said, like th things are not binary. Yeah. There is not right, wrong, like left, right. Mm -hmm. There is all sorts of nuance, all sorts of different, you know, shades and 50, a, a conglomerate yeah, um, of your 50 shades, mm -hmm. you know, it all comes together to make you and you are never in like 100% agreement right. with another person. And so to like make all things binary of like right now, because America is so politicized um mm -hmm. and we are now i don't feel like we ever got out of the 
political cycle of the last election, um, <laughs> but we're heading into another one. We're still there. Um, <laughs> and so it's like everything like is constant uh, and it is broken down into so getting so close to just being a legitimate binary of blue, red, left, right. Like and that's it. And that's it. There's it's no- either yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even, I mean, to say that you are free, to say that you live in a free country mm-hmm. and that you are liberated to do the things that you want, and yet you have to constantly uh, lie or um, cover up or justify your choice of um, you know, like you know, political party um, and accept mm-hmm like the president um, says that we aren't truly free mm-hmm. because if you are truly free, you could say I'm a Republican because you know, I, this, this, and this, these things that Trump has done, I like there is like mm-hmm. Trump is, and you would also be free to say Trump is also a misogynistic racist mm-hmm. um, with nationalistic, like, mm-hmm. you know, aspirations. Yeah. Um, and, to not to the fact that we are not free to truly like have nuance in our beliefs mm-hmm. in that you can criticize like to to be liberated that gives you the freedom to criticize the thing that you believe in mm-hmm. yeah yes i firmly believe in the existence of god and i firmly like believe in the power of the local church but also I could uh, criticize. We could talk a long time. Talk a long time (laughs) about um, one doubt, Mm -hmm. um, but then two, like really wrong things um, that with the church and you know justifications of scripture. um, Because I'm free, Mm -hmm. because I'm liberated in that, Mm -hmm. um, because I I believe and I am a part of and I ascribe to a certain group of people, but I firmly disagree with a lot of the past and a lot of the current situation mm-hmm. going on. Um, and, but I can stand in both. Mm-hmm. I can be both because I am liberated in that. But if I was imprisoned by that, if I was just liberalized, you know, if it was just liberalized that I can, I can be free to choose what I want. But since I do believe, and since I'm a part of the group, I have to abide by all well, that, it's, that, that is socially acceptable within. Yeah. I mean, know, I, w- I would say on a certain level, like if we're talking about church and whatever, especially like where we came from um, or the the area of the country that we came from, um, it is not liberated. Nobody is liberated to say, like how you were just Mm -hmm. saying, um, you are liberated just because you have gone through, like, you know, figured out all your stuff. But um, you're not liberated to be that person. Like the church would be liberalized because if you're Christian, you're Republican and that's that. Mm -hmm. If you're a Christian and a Democrat, then you're not a Christian. Like, (laughs) that's truly, that's like kind of the belief right now. Um, So like, it's it's not liberated. You are liberated in that. But but generally speaking, it's not a liberated place. Like, you are free um, to be a Christian and not be a member of the NRA. Wow. It's shocking. But yeah, I that gets into a whole, whole other conversation. But um, I do think it's really fascinating to think about um, in your own life, you know, like, because we heard about this, I guess, maybe like three or four months ago. And I really have. It's like the only thing I've been thinking about is like, mm-hmm. okay, am I am I liberated in this? And then, you know, kind of going down that rabbit hole of what that feels like or what it would be like to be liberated and um, generally speaking, like I'm not liberated in any area of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I go about my day thinking, oh, I'm totally free because you know, whatever, but I'm really not like, I very much let every outside opinion matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also just like the climate in which we live. Like I'm, I do not feel liberated to say what I want to say and, to, you know, whatever. Right. So I think like just I've been reevaluating all of that a lot. Like, okay, am I actually free? Mm-hmm. 
And I think in this, this whole conversation, this like truly being liberated, um, is what led to last, the podcast discussion of the pursuit of pursuit of cool, Mm -hmm. because I had to liberate others in my mind. Right. As much as I had to liberate myself. Right. Um, Like you have to learn to be okay with other people living a different life. Right. It's like I had to like, if I'm going to be liberated to make the choices that I want, then I need to liberate others and to make the choices they want. Mm -hmm. So if they, you know, love something that I really don't, I need to not be pretentious about it and Mm -hmm. let them live their life and do the things that they love to do. Yeah. Because that's what I want. I want to be able to live my life and do the things that make bring me joy. Mm-hmm. And if some of those things are not are weird mm-hmm. to others and they get, make fun of you or they criticize you, then it makes that thing no longer fun. Right. So I don't want to ruin other people's fun. Yeah. So I think that that, you know, the, the even last podcast discussion was kind of like rooted in, in this like pursuit of like what is liberation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really fascinating thing to ask yourself and like truly be honest about your life (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what it looks like. And, you know, also, I think uh, kind of along with this is I've been thinking a lot of like um, how easily we are manipulated without even knowing that we are manipulated Mm -hmm. in like advertising and, and stuff like that. And so I've also been along with asking, am I truly free is asking like, am I being manipulated into thinking something right because i do think that especially in america because that's the only context i have um that like we're manipulated into thinking that we're free but but we're not we're manipulated into thinking that we will be free if we buy this product well for sure but i i think also even on a bigger scale Mm -hmm. we're we're manipulated into thinking that we're free um people but in a lot of ways we're not free i mean I guess if you like want to get down to to the nitty gritty, yes, I am a free person. I can do whatever I want and say whatever I want in which in the country right. that I live in. You know, like I it's don't like, take my yeah. my freedom for granted. And that's not what I'm saying. But also, we're not free. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> America is a very screwed up place. And yeah, it's like we may we are the most free country. Right. Like the reason we can have this conversation about mental mental libera- lib- mental liberation mm-hmm. is because we have been physically liberated. Correct. Like the yeah. reason we can even get this far into what who we are right. is because where we live. Um, but, but for example, that doesn't mean that we cannot progress further or criticize like right what, because like I also think like. Like if you aren't a white male in America, then you are not you are not as free as right. white men. Like that's the truth. And and so I think, you know, sometimes we can be manipulated into thinking that we're free, but we're really not free. And like what do you need to do in your own life to make yourself more free? Yeah. 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 And I think that like the the manipulation question for me always really comes back down to uh, capitalism. Yeah. And advertising. Yeah. I mean, that's a big and part of the conversation. It's like, it, do I want this thing? Mm-hmm. Do I re? It, you know, it, do I really want this thing because I have the freedom to want it? Right. Or because I was manipulated into thinking that my freedom will be bought? Right. With having this thing, and freedom could be like freedom from boredom. Yeah. freedom from you know whatever it is right. you know but it's 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 selling the idea mm-hmm. that you will uh it'll make your life better or it'll give you more freedom whenever ultimately you were more free before you saw the commercial well i think a really good example of that not even just like products but like the um selling of travel i feel like is a a big I guess, manipulator, Um, but also just a true sign of liberation versus liberalization. Because if somebody isn't a person who is into traveling, then they're sort of frowned upon. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not, you're a millennial American. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be going all over the world to find yourself or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely this, like, vibe of, of travel. But I was reading a book recently, that's why. And the author of the book hates to travel. Like they hate it and they don't get creative freedom from it and, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I was just thinking how fascinating that is because that's not an idea that is sold. Right. Um, 
And so I think there can be this pressure uh, about an American lifestyle that we portray, that we sell. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't fit into that lifestyle, then then you feel like, you know, you don't belong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think like, it, it just, it flows into literally every idea and every area of life. And it's just fascinating to think about. How is it affecting you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, everything <laughs> is affecting me, <laughs> um, which is why I try to uh, free myself yeah. of a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so it no longer affects me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we could continue talking about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. So before we get down another rabbit hole, I will end it here. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening to Deeply Curious. I um, hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, hit us up on Twitter um, or wherever else you can contact us. Um, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Social medias. Uh, all of that is linked in the show notes uh, or in the description of the YouTube video if you are watching. Thank you. Um, if you guys want to get deeper access uh, to us, exclusive content, um, head over to jensenav.club. Um, that is our Patreon um, that you can join for as little uh, money or as much as you would like to contribute. Um, every little bit helps um, us continue to be able to do this at um, higher and higher quality. Um, so thank you guys. Thank um, you. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.